0: hey guys it's uh, andy here in another episode of the mountain malarkey podcast with dave hello everybody hey everyone um andy here and dave for another tuesday tune in yeah um we hope you're well on this absolutely beautiful day it's like 20 degrees outside it's like, it's like
1: summer's are uh, it's, already it's it's insane i might have to open the window but it does let in a bit too much sort of noise you know but
0: it's all right dave it's all right the, the noise of nature um yeah that's where it is um either that or, or some people from the office around here but anyway um, yeah. great to see people join in yeah if you have uh, joined us do say hello hey julie ramona lee shona amanda marky v miko james laura chris jim Oh, hey, Evertrack. Uh, Evertrack's on. That must be line. Uh Jane, Sital, Joel, Suzette, Paul, Warren, Paula, Lucy, and Bry. Of course, um, I knew you'd all join today because uh, yeah, it's a bit of a slightly different one. Obviously, we'll still do the the main uh, question and answer session as we always do. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, conf- confessions of a painted yeti. It sounds like um, some sort of thriller, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a
1: thrilling live, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's not like I've joined the twelve-step program or anything, and I've got to like confess my sins. No, it's literally. I think we had a, we had a lot of queries about, you know, yeah. um, particularly when we do the competition. It involves a lot of people asking the question, "Ah, oh, you know, I want to, I want to go, but can I go?" Um, yeah. And that "can I go" obstacle is one that I think um, you know most humans have experienced. You know, like uh, if when if we're not you know born in the mountains or if we're not tent and cool. Most average guys and average girls have had that sort of bit of self-doubt. And we thought we do one yes. about it because I've got history <laughs> with that, you know?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And I
0: know we were, it's typical before we we were just chatting before coming on the live. Um I swear it's like, it's the closest thing I can think of is, you know, you watch Anchorman or, um, you know, the news and they're sort of chatting and they say, hey guys. And then before it, they're probably swearing at each other. Um And, you know, or the other way, they're being nice to each other um yeah me and dave were chatting and say i say dave what about um fat camp to base camp is that's that a bit too bit too much and Dave was like no
1: that was perfect that's exactly yeah no yeah, was, I, was right? like, yeah I was like yeah i'll, I'll take the blame <laughs> because uh, because it no it literally got to a point like back in sort of 2015 yeah. um where i was considering like you know I, I had to go to one camp and it was either going to be fat camp or base camp you know <laughs> but something had to change
0: yeah. and
1: um evidently I made the right decision.
0: You certainly did, mate. You certainly did. Um, yeah, more people joining us. Great to see you on. Hey, Mick. Hey, Diane. Um, hey, Tracy, Shane, Charlotte, Alan. Uh, always good to see some of the regulars on, as always. Uh, and some newbies. I hope we um, we get some questions. Obviously, we're going to go into the main crux of, them, of the, the live today. But, yeah, if you do have any questions, guys, drop them in. We've had some drop in before the live, and we'll, we'll answer those in, in due course. Yeah. Um, but, right, Dave, I mean, I'll go straight into it, because you know, a couple of questions uh, from me about your journey. I mean, where were you at the time? Obviously, I know this is before Evertrek uh, Mm. kind of happened now, but um, what were you doing? What was happening in your life um, around that time then when the idea kind of came, okay, I'm going to go to base camp?
1: Yeah, so history going back a little while, this might be interesting to you guys. So me and Andy (laughs) first met each other in another life before Evertrek (laughs) existed. And my job there was I worked for banks, and insurance companies as yeah. a manager there. And I worked with Andy, and we never once discussed, you know, like mountains or traveling or anything like that. So, but at that time, I was sort of on this like steady decline. In physical and and I'd probably say mental health as well, you know, just because I was yeah. really i was I was stuck in a position now, not to say there's anything wrong with with the type of job you do, but I wasn 't really getting anything out of life you know other than work yeah. and going home, and it was kind of affecting me a little bit, and then I saw Andy on Facebook had gone to Everest base camp years after I met him, and I dropped him a little message and said, "Listen, it was something i I'd, I'd love to do." But actually in the back of my mind, after I sent that message was, do you know what? I don't even know if I can do it. It's like, because at that time I was 19 stone eight um, and gaining weight month by month by month, pretty much, you know, and, and that was literally just like, you know, trying to, I don't know, it's hard to describe, like you just, you just like on auto shovel, putting food in, going to work, coming home, watching TV, eating, having a beer or two, going to work, coming home, eating, having a beer or two. And I was doing that for years. And then it got to a point, yeah, where I was 19 stone eight. Hadn't done a lick of exercise in ages. In fact, the only exercise I did do, I was working in Milton Keynes and I bought a road bike to kind of get to work. It was only yeah. eight miles away. I got halfway there. I turned around, rode back home and phoned in sick. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 honestly, honest God, full, full disclosure. I was like, I, I thought I was going to die, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and it wasn't that long after that that I, you know, I, I messaged Sandy and. I had that doubt in the back of my mind, even after I messaged yeah. him, thinking, "I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm too fat. I'm too unfit." Yeah, that time has gone. So um, what was, um, so Dave clearly, yeah, I mean,
0: seems like you're quite low at that point. I know what, what was the, what was the changing thing for you then? What was the, the lightning bolt? Um, I know we've, we've, we've talked about this before.
1: Yeah, to be honest, it was like I'd always had a desire. Like yeah. probably many people have you know to go to the Himalayas to climb mountains and live a more adventurous life, but you know you get stuck in the in, in your day to day grind and it was being someone that I used to work with doing the exact same thing yeah. that I wanted to do, but I decided I couldn't do it, and then you decided you could and went and did it and yeah. it just got me thinking about like what what's the difference like we had almost an identical life. Oh you know working in in doing stuff like that and really it was it was making the decision to like i said that's why it was either i ever had to go to fat camp or base camp and i made the decision to go to base camp and i think that was the that was the thing that changed it for me was having something that i needed and wanted to achieve stopped me eating myself to death (laughs) you know and it, and it it was it was and it started off like with little little changes you know yeah like and doing a little bit of exercise every day so within a year I did it like I started training at the end like I was going into space you know <laughs> I was like training like a mad Egypt, but it started off with half hour walk a day you know and yeah. that was it and it was literally just half an hour a day but when you're quite big like I was half an hour walk burns a lot of calories yeah. you know so that half yeah, an yeah, hour yeah. was that half an hour was making a difference like almost immediately And I went from walking half an hour a day to running a half marathon inside of a year. And the only the only thing that kind of kept me going was and I used to ride my bike a lot. And I remember like John, the the great bald yeti, I remember saying to him when we were on a ride Mm. that was freezing cold and he can back me up. And I said, you know what? It's okay because I'll be colder than this when I go to base camp. So this is training. You know, and when I was and when I was running yeah. and my well, when I was running and my like feet yeah. were sore and my legs were hurting, I'd say, I'm gonna be hurting more than this when I go to base camp. So this is training, you know, and I literally had that mantra in my mind, like nice. you know, X will be more when I go to base camp, you know, and, and I just built it up that way.
0: But- yeah, nice, Dave. It's hell of a story, mate. I mean, yeah, firstly I'm I'm glad you you know you chose the latter of going to base camp and doing something about it. I mean, uh, you know, I see you you were customer zero essentially weren't you before yeah, you know no before we started and <laughs> um yeah and it was it was a big thing for you and I think we, we the reason we were talking about this is that we you know we can see that um over the last week or so there's been a few messages coming in a lot of them as you know I can't do it it's not for me um you know and I know a lot of people on the live now had already booked in some of you have been to altitude with us before um and a kind of the I say the converted already, but you, you, cause you, a lot of you have been through this kind of thing. Like bro, you've, you've said there, you started running about the same sort of time, five years ago to lose weight and the yeah. best thing you did. I know Diane just, um, you know, I, I see your social feed. You inspire us as well, mate. You're out all the time. Um, you are way fitter than you need to be. Trust me. Uh, but like, like you said, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's great motivation and you know, you, you're getting out there, you're doing stuff, you put putting in the miles. And I think, um, you know, it is important to do that, get fit. But I suppose we the, the, the point of all this is that we always talk about uh, planning for when we can, and when it comes to to planning for a trip, you don't have to wait until you actually the the half marathon fit. You can get that date in the diary and yeah. like like you you, you set yourself a target, and then what you had to do then before you went to make sure that you're going to succeed, you know, is, yeah. is kind of the point, and that's and that's what we you know with, with Dave we were talking about this. About once you get that in the diary and you've got something to work through, your mind kind of gives you that kick every morning. You know, if you wake up a bit tired, if you're thinking, oh, do I go out now or do I do I do I, do I do I do I chill out or put a Netflix on? You know, it gives you the bit of a kick at the backside. And um, and sometimes we all need that. Uh, it doesn't matter you know, how motivated we can be. We all need that sort of five, four, three, two, one. OK, let's go. Yeah. Um, and Dave, for you, I know the inspiration was obviously right. I'm, I'm not going to let my body take over I'm, I'm going to use my mind and i'm going to set the day and then i'm going to work towards it and train like yeah. a beast
1: um and and look what happened mate i mean you're the other side now you know you were were yeti <laughs> yeah exactly i mean that's the one thing as well like although my training did get like i did take it you know and i really got into it yeah you know the most important training that i did and all the training that actually got me to base camp started at the beginning you know like yeah like like, like you were saying like the half marathon didn't help me get to base camp more than the half an hour walk did at the beginning it was the half an hour walk at the beginning that got me the most you know and then I upped it to an hour and I just did that every day like come rain or shine and I accepted the fact that sometimes I was going to be miserable doing that but it was going to be worth it and I was pretty miserable anyway and I know not everyone has this you know like uh, they're either depressed or miserable or overweight or unfit but a lot of people might have one of those things you know and it's it's good to know that it doesn't actually prevent you from doing this and i think the yeah. biggest change in mindset for me was that i was that I, I i couldn't go to everest you know or i couldn't i couldn't climb kili because it's yeah. easy to get yourself into that because it's almost like a get out of jail free clause you know if you say to yourself i can't do it then you don't have to worry about doing it and mm-hmm. it's kind of off your plate but yeah. also also not really but if you do have the desire to do it and telling yourself you can is just kind of a way of cheating yourself out of it then you know you you really can't like you don't have to be a superhero you know to go and do these things like anybody anybody with half a mind that they want to do like something like an adventure but they're worrying that they're unfit or they're worrying that they're going to be too slow is a hundred percent you can overcome that easily you know it's not hard what to do whatsoever in fact it was probably a lot easier than the challenges I was going to be facing later on down the road, if I didn't take action, you know? Um, yeah. and, but I'll be honest, having the date, the deadline did help because I held myself sort of accountable to it. Um, you didn't have a choice.
0: did You, you had to, yeah. you had to do it, right?
1: Yeah. And it was just panicking. I tend to be more <clears throat> on the anxious side of the spectrum anyway, you know? So yeah. like, if I do have a date that something's got to be done, it'll kind of bug me, you know, like, and like, when i know i'm going somewhere at times to like it, it, my mind like andy knows when we book flights together i'll ask him five times a day what day's that flight and what time's that flight <laughs> you know and it's like yeah even though he emails it to me and he's like andy's like i'll have to go into my emails and check like you would yeah. but for some reason i just need to like it's on my mind constantly um, yeah. and i think having base camp on my mind constantly and really wanting to do it and really wanting to make it there and one it's strange like as soon as i got there i realized i could have done this years ago you know i could have really done this and then you think well what else can i do <laughs> you know and, <laughs> guess, and, and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, and it's, yeah um, it's been transform- transformation
0: yeah i i mean there's a lot of lessons i take from that And davis you know thanks for talking us through it mate because you know i hope uh, people on the live can can resonate with that and i know they're not the only ones to to go through similar sort of experiences um you know and journeys i know we all go and take on these things for, for different reasons i mean um just reading some of the current comments clearly bry uh went there for hydration um yeah. i love his thing run off to the uh, run to the off license with an empty backpack then walk back with it full uh all the inspiration you need <laughs> i love that but um no it's so you know, and and Mick, you mentioned about going, um, you know, for your, for your good lady mate, and you know, it was a, I know it was a, we talked privately, and it was um, a big journey for you, and obviously you you're coming back with us to Island Peak, which we can't wait to have you, mate. Trust me, we can't wait to run that trip for you. We know how special it is, um, you know, and other people as well, like Carl, you know, you uh, Carl Basberg there. great. You 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 you're injured, but it's not stopping you. I like that. Uh, you've already got it in the diary, 2023. It's a while away and you, you've got something to focus on. And I think, you know, I think if one thing the last year has taught us, um, Dave, I know we've talked about this privately. You know, we need these things to, to get out of bed in the morning, you know, to kind of focus on, to, yeah. to actually give us that, that encouragement. We, we've got to have that kind of uh, that target, you know, and it's always easier to work to a target rather than just bimbling along without. I mean, it, which is nice sometimes, but when you've got a target
1: there, you work hard to, to make it happen, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I that, that target can be anything, you know, like yeah. for me, it was, it was base camp, you know, yeah. some for for some people, they might want to start somewhere like, you know, well, actually my target is I'm going to walk to work twice a week, yeah. you know, and, and that's that one target. Okay, done that. And then my next target is I'm going to run to work twice a week. Okay, done that. And then you yeah. have no idea where those little incremental steps take you, you know, and it's taken me like I only ever thought that I'd go to base camp once I was st- I was still working for the bank when I went and I went there I was working for the bank I took a holiday I went to base camp and I came back and I thought that was it but honestly you have no idea where that can take you because I once I knew that that was possible it was like wow what else can I do you know, and okay. now, and as it turns out, repeatedly go back to base camp. <laughs> <laughs> addicted to
0: altitude now, Dave. I um, must be. Yeah,
1: exactly. And now it's, um, you know, Kilimanjaro. The seven summits are on the cards. You know, and yeah. I remember thinking like I'd never built a summit all like the seven summits. And now I think like a hundred percent I can I can do the seven summits. I wonder what will happen after that. <laughs> you know, so. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, we we always talk about
0: everyone. Everyone's Everest is is different, and you know, it doesn't have to be climbing Everest it could be uh, it could be Van, it could be Ben Nevis it could be going to the summit of Kilimanjaro or going to Everest base camp whatever it is but just having that target there um yeah it makes it much more of a, a reality than just a pipe dream yeah. um and I think yeah I mean it clearly worked for Dave I know it's worked for a lot of our ever you know of all the I wish I could have all those stories because you got so many different people in our community that have um you know have have come from a challenging situation they've they've achieved something and, and now they're going on to so much more and th- that's what life's about you know it, it can be so short and i know i, I don't know if you've seen a couple of my messages last couple of weeks couple of emails and um yeah you get reminded every now and again that life can be short so make the, the bloody most of it whilst we're here um and yeah. that's what we're here for and that's what we thought we'd talk about this today because we had a, a few questions come in a few people maybe sitting on the fence that were like well really is it really for me and like you know we're, we're always open and transparent these trips aren't for everyone they're they're challenging they're difficult they're, they're you're gonna you're gonna get cold you're gonna get a headache yeah. you're gonna get tired you know you might miss home um you know and then is the, obviously the financial side to it and we like to think we can help with that a little bit with regards to the way we we run the business uh, you know monthly payment plans you know uh, reductions in deposits and things like that and um, we we want to make it as reachable as possible and if there's anything, you're reaching out to, to those of you on the live that maybe haven't gone for it yet or are thinking about it, um, yeah, drop us a message. We, we'd love to sort of you know help you on your journey if that's what you want. Um, and we hope you know that little bit of a uh, Dave's history and um, it might be a little bit of encouragement for you. Um, but right, Dave, should we should we tackle some questions? I know we've been going for what sort of twenty minutes or so. Um, yeah, why not, mate? Why not? Why not? I know we've had a we've had a few drop in, haven't we, on the old uh, WhatsApp with Lauren.
1: Yeah, so uh, let's have a quick look. First one from Andrea. Hey guys, can you slash do you provide help and advice with booking the necessary flights to and from Nepal? My friend and I are keen to book for Ultimate EBC and Island Peak Trek for next year and trying to price everything up. Uh, Can we? Yes. Do we? Yes. So um, (laughs) flights, although not included, um, are something that everyone needs to know. Where do I go from? Where do I go to? When do I book them from? When do I need to arrive? All of those questions we can help you with. Um, you know, So all you've got to do is give us a call, drop us an email. Um, quite often I've sent an email back, book flight this date, leave UK this date, arrive Kathmandu this date, leave Kathmandu this date. So it's nice and easy. You don't have to do any second guessing or anything like that. And um, ultimate island peak, yeah, awesome. What a trip. You're gonna absolutely love it. So um, yeah, 100%, I can help you with anything. Well, nearly anything. <laughs> yeah, great stuff.
0: It's, um, I, I think with flights, we've had a, quite a few questions around flights this week uh people booking in and wondering sort of you know who to go through um i think we were talking this morning um when we have a little huddle around we, we still want to reiterate like when you're because a lot of a lot of issues with flights last 12 months i know some of you on here haven't booked flights yet or booked your trip yet um, do do your research with um you know those those flight comparison sites like Skyscanner, momondo you know there's plenty out there you can just do it into Google. Um, but we still recommend booking directly with airlines. Um, it might be a little bit more expensive, but um, from what we've heard from all the people that have been booking flights and changing them, um, you know, and, and personal research as well, it's just a lot easier to reschedule directly um, with these airlines. So yeah, um, I mean, even this morning, I had some flights at the end of the year that I, I, I had a, uh, an email saying they'd been cancelled. I've got a new flight. I know that would have been challenging if it was via a third party, but because I booked directly, I get the communication directly, so it's um yeah just just something to think about with regards to flights because uh, I know a question came in about it. Um, yeah. Nice, Dave. Yeah, Jane Littard mentioned. Um, do you need lots of fancy gear to do
1: the Killy Trek, Dave? Um, yeah, any fancy gear for that? Um, mate? You need a, you need to take your hat. You don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't need any fancy <laughs> gear, but um, it's it's certainly nice to buy. Um, <laughs> so no, not necessarily fancy gear. I would say more good quality gear which doesn't necessarily have to cost you the earth. Um, the one thing it is, is I always say this, I'm not a gear snob, but I do like to buy as many things as I can. But, yeah. you know, if I, if someone tells me that there's a um, there's a, a base layer from Aldi that's really good, um, I'll certainly go and buy it. And if it is really good, I'll buy that over an icebreaker one. You know, it just so happens that I do have a few icebreaker ones, but that's only because I haven't found yeah. that Aldi one that's better. But, um, but certainly, yeah, you could definitely... Um, you know, get to, get to, say, the summit of Kilimanjaro without any sort of super-duper kit and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you've only got to look at what the porters and the guides were, the local guides and stuff like that, to realize that sometimes we're hugely over-equipped, but also we're not as fit and we're not as accustomed to the mountain as they are. So sometimes having some good kit, um, you know, does make the difference. If you're going to spend loads of money on anything, make it boots. You know, and, um, yeah, and a down yeah, jacket. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with Dave there. If, it, if there's two things you're going to focus on, in terms of money, um, yeah, boots. Uh, look after your feet, and this will. If you get a decent down jacket, it becomes your go-to duvet when you're struggling to to get to sleep if it's too cold on the side yeah. of Killy or um, yeah, on a cold morning getting up to climb up Kalapatar, uh on the Everest Base Camp trek. Uh, yeah, a good down jacket goes a long way. Um, yeah, a couple of couple of questions. As well, one one, one question I'll write off the bat is. is Someone talking about combing my hair. Um, yeah. Tangle yeah. teaser, I believe, would probably be easiest. Uh, I think someone's mentioned. I think it was Shona mentioned that. Yeah. My uh, my eight year old stepdaughter has got a tangle teaser. I should really borrow it from time to time. But I wouldn't want to. Um, I wouldn't want to look too tiny now. You know, I wouldn't get away with a yeti look then. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, a comb doesn't really come close to my hair, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, uh, it will do soon. Potentially. You never know. Um, I'll let you know uh but lovely uh
1: right like dave what's next what we got um let's have a quick look now so um jerome how's it going jerome has asked will there ever be a never trek trek uh, uh everest camp one Ooh. probably not in nepal um because you need a permit um to climb through the icefall and actually get up to yep. camp one also, for the purposes of just getting to Camp 1, I'm not sure the risk of going through the icefall um, is a particularly good idea um, because, obviously, it is very dangerous. It is very changeable. And if you're not going for the summit, if you, you ideally want to avoid it. A lot of Everest expeditions yeah. now, they actually acclimatise on neighbouring peaks to avoid the number of trips with the icefall. Um, there's potential for a north side trip. You can go up to the North Col, which is a North Col trip, um, yeah. which is, a, I think, equatable maybe yeah i think it's a so you've got base camp advanced base camp and then the north Col, which i think is around camp one maybe between camp one and camp two um we don't actually operate there yet because it's very tricky to get permits and stuff like yeah. that in China. Slash Tibet, but um no we're probably never going to run a trip that just goes to camp one it'll be probably base camp summit
0: damn right i, I was going to say dave yeah because we, we've discussed um we're unsure under which guys yet, but over the next few years, we're going to be moving towards organising, um, uh, yeah, climbing Everest. So, yeah, we will go a little bit higher than um, Camp 1. But, um, you know, we know that's, that's a different, totally different ball game when it comes to climbing Everest to go on a base camp. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it'll be under Evertrek's brand, it'll be something similar. Um, but, yeah, we'll certainly be uh, pushing that in the, in the near future. Uh, for people that are, are looking, obviously, it's very niche, uh, in terms of climbing Everest, you know, you, you're talking of less than uh, 10,000 people have ever climbed it. So, you know, yeah. it's very, very niche, uh, but certainly something we're looking to, to move into. I mean, obviously myself and, and, and Dave, it's a uh, ambition of ours. Um, now we're in the industry. We we can we understand what you know, what needs to happen. And I think when it comes to that, it's it, it's completely different. I mean, we could do a whole live on it, but essentially, you know, yeah, uh, we don't want to do it just because we can. You know, we want to make sure it's, it's like everything it's safe, it's the best, we use the best guys, um, you know, and it's, yeah, we want to make sure we do that before anything else, um, you know, we've we got, we got some other peaks we're bringing in first, I think the last couple of days, Dave, I know we've been working on Mount Elbrus, haven't we, uh, I know we've yep. talked about it before, but we've um, been liaising with our suppliers over in uh, Russia, um, just making sure that uh, we've got everything, uh, everything sorted, because we won't be long, and Elbrus uh, is on the cards, I know that, Obviously, we've been talking about South America. Patagonia isn't a million miles away, Dave, is it? Um, yeah, I mean, pa- go.
1: Patagonia is is there. It's close. Um, yeah. Did a lot of work on that yesterday. Been chatting to the guys over in Russia about Elbrus, because I think every live we do when we talk about new trips, someone says, Elbrus, Dave?
0: <laughs> you know,
1: I just saw a message, um, a lithium mons Isn't that a Mars?
0: Uh, it's Olympic Mons. Uh, it's on Mars, yeah. It's uh, it's the highest mountain in the solar system, I believe. Yeah.
1: Um, why not, Matt? I'll do it, mate. You have a chat with Elon and uh, get, oh, get, get, yeah. the, get the transport, sorted, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. I, I, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't know
0: why, but yeah, I was doing a little bit of research on Olympic Mons. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's more of a, it's so high that once you get to the actual highest point, you can't see the edge of the mountain because it's that far away. Yeah. um it's it's literally over the horizon it's so big it's more like a think of uh i'm not gonna maybe think of like australia up with a big plateau on the side That's yeah. olympic mons essentially um an absolute beast i'm not sure we'll be doing trips there but um yeah as dave said we'll have a word with elon and and, and we'll let you guys know yeah um tick on the bucket list you never know um yeah, right, dave exactly. what what is next mate what we got
1: um, so let's have a quick look. Um, so Jerome was asked about the Patagonia ice fields and upper Mustang treks. Um, yeah. Jerome, I don't know whether you've got like a camera or a spy or something in the office, but um, <laughs> I did quite a lot of work on both of those. So upper Mustang is one that we're actually revising slightly. So we have already done it, done it. Um, but the region has slightly changed now. So it's a restricted area of Nepal. So you have to get a special permit to be able to trek there. So I'm actually revising the upper Mustang yeah. at the minute. Just to accommodate for that, Patagonia ice fields, as we just said, it's this close. As um, a, we gotta just, uh, you know, get a few, few little more details in place, um, like our guides and stuff like that. And then literally, it's a matter of like prices, dates, boom, book. Um, so nice and easy. Um, let's have a quick look. Um, oh, so Kim Lolli said you haven't pushed your jackets yet. What's up? you want to pay the uh, <laughs> the everest uh, uh evertrekker jackets um yeah well to be honest what we do them in waves yeah. so we're pretty much about to ready to start the next one now so um, what happens is that we send off a load of them they're made in nepal by by the local nepalese people they're yeah. you know put together for you guys and and sent back to us to send out but um we have to do them in waves because in order to maximize the donation the more jackets that we get made in one go, um, the more money that actually gets donated because it's a volume sort of business. That's why we don't do sort of one, two, three here. We do like, yeah. you know, 25 or 30 and then we do another 25 or 30. But you've actually beat me to it because we're pretty much ready for another wave. <laughs> yeah, we far not far
0: away. Are we? I mean, I mean, firstly, just I don't know if you saw a post, um, people on the live about a week or so ago. Um, yeah. A news sent us some pictures and did a little gathering, really. We donated some supplies. Um, some cash, much needed cash, to the guys and the team over in Kathmandu. Yeah, um, you know, it's very difficult for the guys in Kathmandu with all the restrictions that have been there. The kind of guys that live in the mountains probably have a little bit easier because they've got the land and they could grow their crops and things. Has been challenging in in Kathmandu, especially with, you know, we're kind of a year out now, and yeah, no, no sort of customers. So yeah, it's been yeah. a bit challenging for them. But look, you know, the the, the kind of messages and the love we got back. Uh, is a lot, so yeah. If if you did get a shelter jacket and you were part of that, um, once again, you know, big thank you for from us because um, you know, it means a lot. Um, yeah. I think Lauren has actually posted the link to the jacket. So yeah, if you do want to grab one, as Dave said, they do go in batches. So yeah, if, if you place it today, once we get up to a certain level, then we'll then uh, get those jackets, um, uh, ordered for you guys because they come over from Nepal, so it's not the quickest, but uh, we obviously, you know, it, it's great to get involved with that. And, um, you know, we can't wait to get back there because it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's been long and we can't wait to get back to Nepal either, as well as anywhere in the mountains, guys. If you've been on any of these lives, we always mention it. We can't wait. can't wait. Um, And that hasn't changed. You know, where we we just can't wait to get back, Um, which isn't, isn't too long. I hope, Um, you know, all these restrictions are always changing. I mean, with Nepal, I mean, it was a little update this week, wasn't it? That they're, um, I think they're getting rid of uh, the quarantine when you go in there. Uh, so essentially, it means that um, you, know, you get like a PCR test, or if you've had a vaccination, um, you don't have to quarantine. Essentially, if you've had those things, yeah, um, it, was, it, it changes every week. But by the time you know we eventually run our trips uh, to Nepal, which will be you know starting in September um, in Nepal itself, then you know that probably change again. So yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated yeah. anyway if you're going out, um, you know, in the autumn.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's have a look. So Asha, how are you doing Asha? Hey Yetis, I struggle with going downhill as I have a fear that I'm going to fall down. (laughs) Any tips on how to get better at going downhill? Right, I had difficulties going downhill and it was all to do with the fact that my right knee is basically dust. So (laughs) it was always (laughs) difficult. Um, Two things. One, it starts off with the boots. Um, So we're like, you know, we're walking up and down mountains, but there's only about that much of us that's actually connected to the ground. Yeah. Um so the boots that I use were the main little boutans got them in. Um and I've combined them with the um superfeet trailblazer insole, which is like 40 quid for an insole, which is insane. But actually those two combined, really yeah. stable. There's no movement of the foot, the grip is really good. So that changed everything and just the boots made a big difference. Then also poles, um tracking poles are really important for going downhill. Um, You want to extend them so they're quite longer um, than you need them, you know, if you're walking on the flat or uphill. And the reason being is because you can put them out in front of you and that can give you an extra contact on the ground as well. So with both poles down and both feet down, you know, you've got four contacts. Mainly when you're walking, it's three contacts, so both feet and a pole. um, And that should make you like really secure. Other than that, get good at falling. Um, So there there is a method to fall um I've managed it Andy saw me on the way down from Killy when you're going down that like big volcanic slope yeah and um yeah I just fell and landed there and actually I landed so well that I was so comfortable and tired I was like oh god I just like it (laughs) you know but yeah for practicing your brake falling but honestly shoes and poles make a big difference
0: yeah it's it's something that um you know it takes practice I think the more time you spend on on your feet, walking, you know, up and down, uh, you know, you'll you'll get used to to getting your grip. Um, you know, when it comes to to hiking, I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those. I, I think when it comes to going to like Everest Base Camp or Kili, um, you know, whichever one you're you're sort of looking at, there's not that. I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, there's not not sort of areas where they kind of got steep drop offs. Essentially, um, it's not quite like that. So it's um, you know, you're not like walking across a ridge um you know when you're going up to kalapatar and you get to the summit then it kind of drops over and you might be going over some suspension bridges but yeah. you know it's certainly one um i'd say you've got to be comfortable on your feet uh you know because you're, you're it's, it's not uh, paved or anything it's um you know the essentially yak paths that the local sherpas use in ever space camp and on kili you know you're on very mixed terrain as you go up there you've got yeah. jungle you've got like a, a massive plain and then when you start to get to the glaciated regions you get a lot of um Loose rock, uh, we got to do a little bit of uh, scrambling, especially on the descent. But as Dave said, there, you know, get yourself a sturdy set of boots. Um, you know, get out there, practice. You'll fall over, you'll get back up again, you'll learn, and then you'll fall over less. Yeah. Um, you know, I would, and then you know, go for it. Yeah. It's, again, I go back to the beginning there. If it's something that you want to work towards, set yourself a goal, saying, okay, I'm going to get comfortable by that date. Could be two years from now, but at least you got something to work towards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I hope that kind of answers your question. Dave, We're going to jump in. A couple of, um, uh, I know Jerome mentioned around, um, I think he was asking around something to do with our tree planting, which we've done in Tanzania. And, yeah, with, with regards to Tanzania, I think Karen, Karen, you asked about, um, have you had anything official about Tanzania yet? Well, yeah, they're, they're a bit of upheaval, really. I think it was um, a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, I think their president, uh, Magafuli um, he actually passed away and he's like a very revered figure over there. Um, who had changed a lot, uh, and even when we were out there early last year, they built this whole new railway that had changed, uh, you know, parts of the transport system. Yeah, so they're kind of recovering from that, really. Um, I think any knowing if their government's in upheaval, there's is going to be mixed information coming out there. But look, you know, as soon as it's safe to go over there, we will. As Soon as obviously lockdown in the UK uh, releases, then we can think, okay, let's plan. Um, but Karen will, will certainly let you know I mean um any unfortunately with Tanzania they're still on the red list um I know Dave you, you always get updates with regards to yeah. what who's on the red list essentially um and yeah unfortunately Tanzania is which means that when you come back to the UK at the moment you have to quarantine the hotel it's like 1800 pounds so we yeah, certainly don't want to or go into a country if that's the case when you get back because it'll you know cost as much as going on a trip right um but yeah, uh, whilst we're talking about Tanzania, Jerome asked about planting avocado trees, um, and actually it was yesterday. I, I I kind of put it on. It's on the website as of last night, but you may have seen uh, probably back in May last year. We 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 sort of joined up with um, declare a, a climate emergency, and um, we come up with our own sort of climate plan, which I will drop in actually um, here. And have a little look at it, guys. It's basically this is what we're we're going to do going forward. Um, you know it's not like one of those corporate plans that you see it's got all those different things it's it's kind of uh, ever trackified so it's our way we already do a lot already when it comes to the environment but we realize that you know we still got a long way to go and yeah when it comes we're going to do a lot more than just planting avocado trees although it's something we do love to do and if you're going out to tanzania with us uh, you can certainly do that um supporting the local community projects but we we want to kind of take it to the next level um with what we're doing and um, big part of it is the measurement stage. Um, have a little read of that plan because it'll have a little bit more information. We want to measure our impact. And in once we know then exactly what we're looking at, we can look at other ways to mitigate that. Um and yeah, and we'll certainly keep you updated. But that um, link I just put in there about evertrex climate action plan um yeah. is just part of the we're just talking about the next sort of 12 to 18 months um and what we're gonna be doing uh, from our side in the UK. And share them with all of our suppliers as well. So yeah, have a little read, guys. I hope you enjoy.
1: Awesome. um uh, Lorraine Ross has asked uh, our views on the lovely Barranco Wall. Highlight of the trip yeah. for me, Lorraine. One of my absolute favourite bits. It's quite intimidating oh. when you actually reach Barranco Camp and you see the wall because you can discern the path, and it just looks like this giant black wall that you think like, how am I going to get up there? Yeah. But actually, yeah. the guides that we use, the porters that we use, are awesome. They know that wall like the back of their hands. And actually, it was amazing. It was one of the best best highlights of the whole trip, you know, getting a little bit on hands and knees action and getting up there. And actually, when you, um, hands and knees action sounds a bit rude, I just realized. <laughs> you know, when you get at to the top as well, it's it's an awesome viewpoint where you can just look out and just see the sky. You can do a cool little picture where you jump in. And if they catch yeah. a picture, it just looks like you're in the sky. Um, <laughs> love the Barranca Wars. My absolute favorite um, <laughs> bit of the trek, really, other than the summit. Yeah, it is.
0: Uh, it's true highlight, true highlight. I think it looks harder than it is, just to put that out there. Um, you know, let's not to say it's easy, but when you're scrambling through it or something uh, before it, you think, oh, my God, it's like, like Dave said before, it's like Mordor. Um, you know, it is a little bit scrambly, but nothing that's, I'd say, different. You know what, if you've got your hands and knees and you climb your stairs, yeah, think about that. OK, you've got a little drop off on the right hand side, but we've got guides and porters there. To, to kind of look after you. Um, and that's what they do. And yeah, when you get to the top, one of the true, uh, truly great views you'll see um, because of where it is on the mountain, it does feel like you're in space almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. A couple of, couple of questions. I think Chris, uh, Chris Collins, great to see you on the live mate. Um, I know you had to rebook your trip. I think you've done it a couple of times. haven't you Rebook for November. Um, when do you think I should start looking at rebooking again? I mean, Chris, you can do that anytime. Don't forget. Um, obviously we're we're looking at running uh, nepal essentially obviously the next season's the autumn now uh, because the spring um, season can't go ahead but whenever you whenever you're ready you choose a date and you work towards it and you can reschedule it you can do that anytime um and there's no no charge to that don't forget um you know uh, let's let's definitely get that in the diary i go back to what we talked in the beginning about having that that's something in the sand um that line in the sand you can work towards um i know I must be frustrated. I know it's like, I mean, you know, on a personal level, me and Dave have had trips cancelled, but I know it's nothing uh, compared to what you guys have, have gone through. Okay. Dave's had five. Fair enough, Dave. That's yeah.
1: quite oh, a lot. I just want to put that out there. Five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Um,
0: but yeah, certainly uh, reach out to us, Chris. Um, you know, we can work towards uh, putting that date in the diary and working towards it again. Um, you know, we want to get you out there as soon as we can, mate. So yeah, drop us an email. Yep.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Let's have a quick look uh, here. So um, Diane has said with some of the scrambly bits, would I put the poles away, 100%. So the poles are pretty much only on like the trekking paths is the only time that I'll use them. Anything where I might actually be better, anytime I got to use my hands, basically, I'll put the poles away. Uh, Having the poles when you've got to use your hands is just cumbersome. Your hand's going to go up like that. If you're pinching a pole, it's like way off to the side, you poke someone in the eye. You know, so yeah, I always put the poles away and use my hands wherever possible, especially on the Barranco wall. Didn't see anyone using poles. They're just not of any use there. It's more yes. on the trekking trekking paths up and down. Classic example is like Penavan. You go in a Penavan, bring a trekking pole on your way down, extend them, put them out so it just takes pressure off the legs and stuff like that. Um, they're not technical nice. in any way. They're literally there for sort of stability, balance and um, efficiency, I guess, is what you'd say as well.
0: Yeah, but, nice, Dave. Well, excuse me. I think, um, yeah, Diane, one, one thing to, to get in mind as well, you'd be doing that the whole trip. I mean, it, I, God knows how many times you, you, you're putting your poles up and then you're packing them away and you're doing the same, back and forth, back and forth. Um, you, I think you'll find what works for you. Um, definitely. Even, you know, maybe trial them once you're able. I know uh, in England there's still lockdown at the moment, uh, but once you can get to the mountains, definitely get out there and trial poles and then put them away for an hour and then go for it again and then find what works for you, mate. Um, yeah. And you you'll yeah there's you know when it gets to certain parts and it feels like okay this is definitely not pole territory chuck them in the backpack or if you've got attachments on the bag and then yeah just hands and knees and um yeah you'll find you you'll find your way you'll be fine yeah great stuff dave uh shona's asked um i i should know this but is it still lifetime deposit yeah yeah um, it is shona we um so when you book with us if you um, you know, because we know people who have maybe cancelled their booking or rescheduled. When you book with us for a deposit, um, it is lifetime. So essentially, we know the reason we brought that in, which was probably uh, 18 months, two years ago. It seems like longer now because the last year has just flown by. Um, but that it's, you know, we always wanted to be as flexible as we can. And the lifetime deposit means that when you book with us, even if life gets in the way, you're still going to go on a trip. It's just a matter of time. So that deposit doesn't expire. So yeah, and uh, yeah, Shona, I know we've got all these different trips. Um, yeah, if you do say book a trip and you want to move on to another one, you know, we're like like we always are. We're as flexible as possible. So yeah, just drop us a, a message and we can move you onto a different trip um, or go on the mall, It's up to you. <laughs> but no, honestly, yeah. if you want to, if you want to move your date, that's that's no problem at all. Uh, we can do that if you, if you booked in because, like I said, lifetime deposit super flexible um and you know do check out our um we call it sort of ultimate flexibility promise if you like it's more to do with covid because we wanted to make sure that you know if you book in during covid or if you are doing anything from covid that we are kind of you've got that flexibility and we'll do like as we've always done we'll be as flexible and we're not going to just put no you're not allowed you're not allowed you know we're very flexible like that um you know and yeah if uh, <laughs> should just read it there yeah, if you get a lottery win I will uh, good luck mate good luck um but uh, yeah, uh, don't forget about monthly payments as well. That can uh, maybe help a little bit if it comes to spreading yeah. the costs. Um, what, well, Dave? Any more questions? Though? I, mean, no,
1: um, I think thoughts? Carl Blasberg has asked um, a question about Everest, um, the actual okay. summit of Everest, because he's a little bit, yeah. he's a bit, he's got a, he suffers from uh, the affliction of Everest obsession as well. Any yeah. advice that we would have on Everest summit expeditions? So uh, they're not cheap. But yeah. so, I mean, when I say not cheap, I'm, th- I'm talking like mortgage level not cheap. Um, but I would equally say that there is a correlation between the amount of money that you spend on the trip and your chances of survival. Um, you know, if you book a trip for, say, 20 grand, um, you know, I suppose 50 is 50 is kind of the best odds you can ask for. If you spend 120 grand, it's over 90%, you know. so um, So that illustrates the difference. So don't skimp on the trip just because you want to reach the summit um you know no summit is ever worth your life and don't go bankrupt trying to do it either (laughs) you know so what i would do is think of it as a long-term goal um work up to it put loads of money away do a lot of research and go with an expedition that um whose highest priority is like keeping you safe no not the summit summit is second priority you know getting you as high as you can and down safely and back home to your family is more important than the summit so um Yeah, that's what I would say. That's going to be, when we run our expedition, it's going to be the biggest priority is getting you all back on the flight on the way home. Summit, second. You know, so um, that's the big advice that I that I would give. But also, educate yourself as much as you can. Watch as many documentaries, read as many books. If you want any recommendations, drop me an email because, um, you know, if, if there is a, a documentary I haven't seen, I'd love to know about it. Um, and all the books, I can recommend you some really good reading and stuff like that. And Point you in the right direction to kind of like really absorb yourself in it so yeah crack on
0: yeah nice dave
1: i think the only the other thing i'd
0: add um yeah like like dave we've done all the research and and when we will be running them yeah they they certainly won't be the cheapest because we want to make sure that they're the the best um similar to trekking industry you know we we didn't want to be the cheapest we wanted to try and although you know we're not not the most expensive We're, we're not the cheapest because we we wanted to make sure there's quality and that, yeah. that's going to be the same with with Everest summits um, when we get it as well. It's it's going to be we're going to make sure we, we hire the best people and they're not they're not cheap. Um, but you know I think Dave you know all the the expeditions that we followed over the years isn't it? I know you've met with um, you know um, Russell Bryce essentially yeah. who, used to, who used to run Himex. I think he's, he's semi-retired now. Um, but yeah, he was the kind of go-to guy really when it came yeah. to Everest. Um, you know, always never lost a client. Um, although he did on the descent but he, he kind of said no no he, he left me then because I think he, he's trying to ski down. Yeah
1: no what, what it was yeah so um Russell Bryce I think never lost a never lost a paying client yeah. um, from the moment from the moment he was responsible for them from the moment he wasn't and there was one guy I believe who paid him only to get to the summit and then he was on his own then and was going to ski down and I think he, he had an accident so technically if Russell Bryce was still guiding him down on his feet, he would have he would have almost certainly survived. But no, Russell Bryce is a guy I take a lot of inspiration from. You know, like like everybody in Everest, there's polarizing views, you know, pros and cons and stuff like that. But the one yeah. thing um, I was lucky enough to meet and spend some time with him, and he really drilled that message into me that I then parroted out to you guys, which is that he will take 100 grand of your money. He will try and get you to the top, but he won't have any qualms whatsoever about turning you around or canceling his yeah. expedition. Um And he always said that, you know, like if I, if someone's going to walk themselves into a situation they can't walk out, I'll turn them around forcefully and deal with the rest of it in court, <laughs> you know, because he do, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't want it on his conscience, and that's what I really really like. There's a documentary, a Discovery Channel documentary called Everest Beyond the Limit, which is him and his expedition yeah. on the north side. But so there's also a, yeah, there's also a couple of books that you can read as well where he features quite prominently. And again, like uh, there's also a documentary coming on Netflix, I think this week, called Sherpa, um, which is a follows him and his expedition. And, you know, the, he is a polarizing kind of guy because some people agree with what he's done. Some people don't in terms of his guiding of Everest. Um, but, you know, the, you have to accept the fact that we live in a world now where uh, commercial guiding of Everest exists, it's not going away. People have yep. an aspiration to get there who aren't elite mountaineers. And if it can be done safely, then why not? You know, but yeah.
0: Yeah. No, he's a great guy, Dave. I know you had a pleasure of meeting with him in London. didn't You have a couple of pints. Yeah, pints, yeah. As always. Um, nice yeah,
1: guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was when, um, so back, uh had an, uh, an ambition to summit um, Manuslu with Russell Bryce. But um, it was scuppered two years in a row and now it's on the back burner um it was the um the earthquake and then the avalanche yeah um which sadly you know stopped all kind of expeditions um yeah. in nepal so um yeah there was going to be a manaslu summit at one point in my in my distant past but um yeah hopefully that's going to be uh in the next few years now
0: yeah exactly And david go back to what we talked about in the uh, beginning you know get that data and work towards it um
1: yeah. certainly be
0: uh it's in in the future i think you know we 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 don't want to get too far away from, from who we are. I mean, we're, we're, we're high altitude trekking specialists, but you know, we've got aspirations to, to climb mountains as well. And, you know, we do, you know, we do a lot of peaks now as well um, because of the, the, the people we we connect with and, we, and we've we got great relationships with, um, you know, we feel like we've got a really good product there um, that's going to get you guys and then you're going to have an awesome time. Um, but yeah, you know, hundred percent we'll be doing these things um, over the next few years. Yeah. As you know, we, 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 um, I think if one thing the last year has taught me is I'm just going to do everything as soon as we can, but, you know, we want to make it safe. We want to make it the best. And I think yeah. Price to be telling us off saying, you know, you got to do this, you've got to do that. And well, you know, we'll do it our own way, but, um, you know, we'll do it the safe way. And, yeah, um, yeah, we're not going to catch a chairlift to the top, Jerome. No, no at all. Um, but, yeah, as someone mentioned, I think it was Miko about Ed Vistas, because, you know, I, I loved Ed Vistas. He's a great guy. I've um, I read a lot of his books. No, no Shortcuts to the Top is one of my favorite. Um just because of uh he's he focuses on fitness. Uh he focuses uh he's hard as nails guy, but um, you know, climbed a lot of mountains. I think he was one of the first guys in the US to climb all 14, 8, 000 meters, uh, mountains uh back in the nineties. And yeah, he's a very inspirational chap. I think um what you said there, you know, about uh is getting to the top is optional, getting down is mandatory, hundred percent. You know, it's only halfway there. And that goes for any any you go to Everest base Camp, you go into Killy, um Although it's all about getting to the summit, essentially, you know, you want to reach the summit. Um, save some energy for the way down; you're going to need it. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, whenever we do uh, any sort of trip, uh, you know, we'll we'll be reminding you of that. Um, you know, and yeah, you'll have an awesome time along the way. Yeah. Nice, Dave. Well, um, I know we we've pretty much covered anything. I mean, yeah,
1: people saying you still look like Captain America, Dave. Um, it's definitely not Captain America now. The haircut is Saturday. It's been booked in for Saturday. It's locked in. All of this will be gone. So, <laughs> I really shaved it off the other night, I tell you. I was really? Really this close. I was this close to doing it. And I just thought, I can't do it because I know what I look like with a bald head. And it's not. Well, good. Dave, can
0: you, can you make us a promise, though, this next Tuesday, is it going to be cut?
1: Yes. Happy days, there we go. Right, this time, I was going (laughs) to say then, I was going to say, if it's not cut, I'll shave it off, but I'm not saying that. I'm not not going to hold myself to that, but no. I have a haircut on Saturday. Um, Yes, so, yeah, the, 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 the long wait will be over.
0: Yeah, not curtains. Curtains for the curtains. Yeah. Um,
1: it, honestly, they, I, there's nothing I can do with it. There's nothing I can do with it. It just it just falls that <laughs> way. Well,
0: I think it adds to the Yeti look, mate. Yeti look. But uh, yeah, I think uh, one more question. Brian's asked. Um, do you have any training weekends penciled in? Now we're sort of getting getting a little bit back to normal. Yes, we do have some dates on the website. I think the August one is pretty much pretty much sold out. I think. Um, I, I need to double check with the guys, but I know we're doing another one in September. Um, we always like to do two relatively close together. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh Brian, would love to have you with us. Uh, any Evertrekker if you if you're looking to come on there. I think Lauren's put the link in the comments. Um yeah, definitely jump on if you if you do. I can't wait for the August one, to be honest. Uh, it's gonna be fantastic. Um but yeah, Brian, any any questions around that though, do drop us an email. Info at evertrek.co.uk. Um Right, Dave, yeah. Uh yeah, any any final thoughts there, mate, before we finish up? Um,
1: uh kim if you are a hairdresser um i'm more than happy for you to come over with the clippers at some point um you know is it legal are we allowed to do that now i don't know if it is um but no other than that yeah um yeah another great tuesday tune in love the questions um yeah. hopefully you know a little uh fat camp to base camp was a little you know t- if, if just one of you thought to yourself Ah, i'll try it then you know then i'm happy to, i'm happy to share that you know so um yeah oh marika she's just joined Hi,
0: Marika. Marika, hello, Marika. We won the free trip. What time do you call this? Um, <laughs> yeah. I say, what time do you call this? Not my. There we go. Um, but yeah, Marika. Um, yeah, if you only just joined us, do watch it from the beginning again because uh, it does save, and you can rewatch it. Um, yeah. But yeah, great stuff. We'll see you. Um, yeah, we'll catch you next Tuesday, guys. Awesome. See you later.
1: Bye.
0: Awesome, so I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was certainly a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it.
1: I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks, mate, thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, try to reach as many people as possible, and if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. Bum 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 bum